When I was a kid, I wanted to become a pirate. At least if I could be Disney's Captain Hook or Hershey's Rackham the Red. I never did go for a career as a swashbuckling seaborn criminal in wig, but occasionally I do dress up in those kind of clothes to go to costume parties or hunt for treasures with my daughter at our summer house. I admit that for me, the fascination with pirates was very much because of the costumes. But more normal persons probably like pirates because of their awe of independence and adventure. Maybe we are fascinated by pirates because they represent something forbidden. The dream of a free life above the law on the high seas. In Ubisoft's game Skull and Bones, we meet another key ingredient in the classic pirate lore. The rags to riches journey. The opportunity to leave your dreary and miserable poor life behind you and become a legend ruling the seas as a wealthy and successful pirate captain. In the trailer for the game, we meet a man who stumbles around Boston's harbour dreaming of a better life. We follow his journey as he sets out to become a pirate. Goodbye Kansas Studios produced that trailer, so let's find out how it was made. Yes? Today, the yellow brick road leads out to sea. Long live piracy. Hi everybody and welcome to a new episode of the Yellow Brick Road podcast. And yes, today we're going to go all R and discuss the production of the release trailer for Ubisoft's game Skull and Bones. The cinematic trailer Long Live Piracy, produced by Goodbye Kansas Studios. Here to guide me through these perilous waters are two of the swashbuckling artists that made it happen. Director Emnet Mulegeta and VFX supervisor Henrik Eklund. Welcome. You're both well-known guests at Yellow Brick Road and you've worked on oh so many cinematic trailers through the years. So let's throw ourselves out in this adventure immediately. Emnet, how did it all start? Yeah, so, so this project, um, I think I actually started back in, what was it, like almost a year and a half ago and, and it came in the sort of aftermath, so to speak, of uh, Valhalla, Assassin's Creed that we did. Because uh, we created that with Ubisoft and DDB Paris. And they actually came to us with this pitch, uh, asking us to you know, do a treatment and sort of you know, see if we wanted to work on it. And we sort of put together like a full treatment over the summer, I remember. Um, and then we presented that and then, you know, we ended up getting awarded. So, yeah, that was the start. Henrik, you were, of course, involved already in those early pitch days. Uh, what references did you work with when you dreamt up the style of this trailer? As always, we try to work closely with our art director uh, in regards to that. They fetch a lot of, uh, you know, um, references together with Emmet and me, of course. And then they work with the art department to create a lot of these key, you know, frames for the pitch. Or in the actual production, we make sure that we, you know, we know what style we're going for in all of these great visuals before we move into 3D. So that's uh, that's what we did. We gathered a lot of references from all sorts of places, but then the art director sort of combined that into some style frames that we used for the for the production. So, and one thing to add to that, I think 
the, the whole story of this game and, and the setting, I mean, it, it's based on sort of a historical time and place. I mean, like the 1600s where, you know, there was a lot of sort of fortune seekers heading out to the you know, far east, you know, to, to sort of, you know, find fame and, and fortune. And so, you know, we drew a lot of those references from like, you know, how did the, the east coast of America's look like in the 1600s? And, yeah. you know, so it, it, it has sort of a historical base, even though it's a sort of made up story uh, in the game. And Gustav Holmstedt was the art director, wasn't he? Yeah, Gustav Holmstedt was the art director and he did a fantastic job as always. So that was nice. As always. Yeah, we're used to working, collaborating between each other a lot. So we know each other a lot and uh, it always is nice to work together. How much of that original feel and look uh, that, that you came up for, with, with the pitch, uh, did that survive all through production? I think so. Yeah, well, it, it's changed. I mean, it, it, and, and, and I think the, the tone of the trailer sort of changed as well. I think the first, the first iteration that we did was a slightly bit different take on the whole thing. And then I think through working through the concept and the story and the script and everything, I think we sort of landed on, on what we have now. Um, but the vision sort of survived, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. I mean, I, th I think the visual references and also like keeping it sort of grounded in reality, um, that always, that was maintained, I think, throughout the whole thing. Yeah, it was more like about the editing that changed a bit on how the pacing was supposed to be and like how much you travel and stuff like that. I mean, it's an impressive grand trailer for sure. It's only two minutes and 45 seconds, but, but it feels like, almost feels like you're watching a, a real long feature film. Uh, there's plenty of different locations and, and the story that that spans over a long time. Um, how do you build a story like this one? And how much freedom do you have when you shape the, the script? Well, I think, I think, you know, we received obviously script from, from the agency. Yeah, uh, from DDB Paris, um, and it was quite long. And and you know, together with them, we sort of worked through editing and, and finding the right tone and pace. And you know, that's that's always the the case, right? Because you you want to write a story that's five minutes, but then you know, in in reality, we only have maybe two and a half minutes to tell it. So that's where a lot of sort of the the narrative devices came in uh, that we that we applied, sort of like these tr quick transitions. You know, we move from one location to the other. We're doing jumps in time. You know, all that stuff sort of, you know, that's like the, the storytelling work that we do on our end, you know, after having received sort of a written script. But then we, you know, we also had input into the, the, the voiceover because um, obviously that sets a lot of the tone and the style, yeah. you know, of this, the main protagonist because it is him talking, right? So um, I'd say that it was, it was like a, a, a perfect example of, of having a collaborative process, right? Where we, where we contribute to, to, to the script and sort of, you know, uh, streamline it in terms of the storytelling. Let's talk a little about the pre-production. Um, what, what do you do first once you get awarded a project like this? So the first thing that we do when we get awarded is basically look at the script, obviously, as I, as I mentioned before, but also getting into uh, the storyboarding phase quite quickly. You know, we try to sort of narrow down, um, you know, what is the scope, the visual scope, the narrative scope, the length of it, the pacing. And if you look, if you were to compare sort of the, the original storyboards that we did in the finished film, I would say that they're pretty, pretty similar. Yeah, for sure. And like after that storyboard process, we always try to get that to the like wider team. We try to bring on a few leads, make sure that they are very excited for the project. And we have a catchphrase like we always want to make things better than the last projects. And... I think we made it pretty good this one, uh, so it was really cool to see all the different 
you know, battle scenes and stuff like that. We haven't done that much of that in the past, so it was cool to see that we could really deliver on that one. The story is built around the main character. What can you tell me about him? Um, so, so the character that we feature, our protagonist in the story, um, Sam, as we call him, um, you know, we wanted to make him a fully fleshed character, obviously. You know, we're, we're following this guy. And, and basically his, his backstory, he is, you know, a person of color in, in America, formerly enslaved and now a free man. Uh, and obviously he's, he's down, down and about, you know, down and out basically. And, and he's trying to sort of, you know, find, find fortune in his life. So, um, you know, it became this, this, you know, looking at him, like what, what, what is his initial state? Like how, how, when we first encounter him, like what, what, in what state, like what's the costume, what's the, you know, how do we visually tell his story? You know, we even have a, a slave branding on his chest, you know, that's sort of a reminder of where he comes from. And then, and then as you move through, through the story, you know, we, we did sort of different stages of him, uh, once when he's ship broken, uh, and then again, when he's sort of, you know, uh, on the rise in terms of power and, and fame. Um, so those are like the very three specific uh, stages that we, that we created for him to sort of tell his, his voyage, his, his story from rags to riches, basically. Yeah, and the character Sam, obviously, the, the design come from Ubisoft, but we, you know, always try to get, get our flair into it and make sure it has enough detail and our facial rigs really make him become believable. So that's important for us. And I think like throughout, you can really read how he's feeling in each of these scenes, which is really fantastic job by our animation team and direction, of course. More determined than ever to carve a life of your choice. There are many other characters in the trailer as well. Uh, were they also created by Ubisoft originally? Uh, the same for the other characters. They were, you know, originally designed by by Ubisoft. But as as I said with Sam, we tried to bring our own stuff into it. Like we found different kinds of tattoos that we wanted to bring into certain characters, and always, you know, bring our own flair to it and make sure they become believable and move as we want them, basically. Yeah, and just just to add that, I mean, like like Henrik said, you know, we 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 got a pretty good sort of. Um, collection of, of characters that, that was designed for the game and that we based our the ones that we have in the game uh, in the in the cinematic based off of those so there was a lot of sort of you know process for us to sort of rework some of that and, and obviously using some of those references that we got from ubisoft but creating very unique characters for, for this for this trailer mm -hmm. and that's, and that's also, also where, where that research comes in like you, you're talking about the tattoos you know we started looking at you know what kind of tattoos would, would they have back in like 1600s you know looking at Thai tattoos, you know, from Thailand, from, um, you know, these sort of um, Buddhistic tattoos and stuff like that, you know, North African tattoos. Um, so, because, you know, the, the whole narrative, the whole idea is that, you, you know, you have the, all these sort of um, fortune seekers coming from not from just America, but also from North Africa, from Asia, all sort of congregating in this place. So that was really, that was really fun to sort of... I mean, th that side of the project, the authenticity and, and the... the like digging around for historical facts, uh, that must be appealing. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I love just <laughs> deep, deep diving into those historic things. Because most of the work that we do, I mean, it is sort of fantastical worlds, sci-fi mm. stuff, where maybe it doesn't have a very sort of historic anchor, whereas this ha had that. So, you know, I sort of, at least me, I jumped at the opportunity to sort of, you know, go back and find inspiration and, and have that lead. You know. Yeah, and obviously Ubisoft had done their homework on, on these things as well. So there was a lot of, you know, 
information to get from the client as well. But obviously we did our homework as well. And uh, yeah. As most of Goodbye Council's cinematic productions, you utilized performance capture. Uh, shot in your own very own mocap stage where, where we are right now actually uh, so tell me about the mocap shoot yeah so i mean it, it was a big shoot um as we always do you know we, we sort of base it off a sort of a performance shoot where we, we bring in actors where we do facial capture we do the whole performance and also we'll have a sort of stunt shoot as well for the background characters or or even just you know for any stunts that the, that the lead performer would do uh, we also used, you know, a fun thing with this project is that we had to build uh, a sort of a replica of the ship um, where we see Sam. Yeah, it had basically had to tilt uh, when he was performing and like slide on on, on it. So yeah. I, I hope we can bring that into the BTS as well because that was pretty cool. Yeah. And we also had a raft that we tried to replicate here, like the movements of the waves and such. So we could have like proper reference and on how the character should move yeah, when yeah. they're on sea. Because you always want like physical response for the for the performer right yeah you want their body movement to sort of make sense in the space and not having to to do too much fix um you know once once after the once after the shoot but uh, i would say also just having it was really fun working with um uh, the actor that portrayed sam uh swedish actor david and zinga who who brought a lot of sort of um stoicness and subtlety and sort of this uh you know a uh, very sort of calm approach because yeah, it's silent throughout the the trailer right yeah. yeah you still feel everything is feeling and you can read it in in this performance and that's so cool yeah that was nice because it's it's one of those things where, where it's easy to sort of overact you know you go full on for the pirate pirateness of it and i think yeah, that, yeah and, and the way that that at least i approach it was like not looking at these as necessarily pirates but more sort of you know these sort of out of luck um you know kids basically right um, street kids yep. that just happens to be on a, on a boat on the ship. So it was a good word for him. Yeah. Like he always kept his posture, like even though he was in rags, like you yeah. still he felt, felt his yeah. weight, you felt his performance. You know, he was he was he was sad. So that was really cool. Even when death seems a certainty, do not give up. On the shores of a new world, you awaken. So how, how long was the shoot? I think we split it. I mean, we did it in, in different um, different sections, so to speak, you know, and I think all in all, I mean, I, th- I think with, with David, I think we shot two or three days, but then we had two or three days also with uh, with the rest of the crew, you know, sort of the background actors and, and yeah. stunts. So I'm, I'm not sure, uh, sure about the days exactly, but we had like rehearsal. And then we focused on performance and then we focused yeah. on stunt. Mm. Uh, so it was basically four or five days in total. Are you ever tempted to like be part of the mocap shoot, like doing some of the acting yourself? This is what I ask Emnet all the time, if I can be someone. And fortunately in this project we had some luck that there were so many pirates as Sam was passing them by. So we needed some specific cues to happen. So. I'm really good at carrying like a box or something, so I was let in by him. Yeah, this was the shot in, in the Boston Harbor where, b- before Sam goes in, you know, below deck. And yeah, you were, you were the guy that was bumping into uh, yeah. our, our actor. Yeah. Very sort of cocky and very... You know. It was perfect. It was a perfect uh, performance, I think. Yeah. Top class. But you... You can chart a new course. 
how does uh, a mocap production look like? How do you work with the Demnet? Yeah, well, in terms of doing the mocap shoot, I mean, obviously, we, you know, we have a camera, right? We, you know, we have these, we have the actors on on set, as you can see here, and you know, sometimes I I like to get sort of get my hands dirty, so to speak, and and sort of you know do the camera work, and it's just it's just a, a sort of a more of a shortcut way for me to sort of capture what I'm what I'm seeing and also explain uh, to what you want basically like, exactly. I want to sit here I want to sit there and... exactly yes yeah. so, so so obviously we have a camera operator uh, but sometimes you know there are some shots where I'll sort of pick up the camera myself and basically test ideas because I think a lot of stuff that we do is very regimented in terms of the storyboarding phase that I thought that, that we talked about but there are moments where we sort of maybe change a bit of the blocking um, as you would do in any sort of live action shoot and that's where it's always fun to just pick up the camera and then what we what we would do then is just record the camera as well, uh, so we can actually use it in production. So there was a few instances in this where, you know, I like to sort of do that. I, I remember you told me when we talked about Assassin's Creed Valhalla about th- that you kind of tested it first by building up the entire longboat to the whole scenery in the office, running around. Did you do something similar at this production as well? It was more that we, I think we tried in previous just to see, because we needed to fit within this uh, space we have here and where to take over basically animation, because it was working pretty far in the beginning. And you want as much as possible in the same take, right? Yeah. Um, so we had to figure out where the cutting point should be, but still to be able to move fluently through the trailer later on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think we used previous um, to that effect more in this one. I think for the Valhalla thing, it was, it was, it was, it was basically a one take camera thing. So it was, made sense to try it out physically but i think here we we relied obviously on previous and but still you know finding those because the thing is that you know the, this whole studio it is a certain size and you can't have a character walk 200 meters where you have to sort of break it up in a, in a cre- creative way without you know killing the pace so um yeah so that exercise always comes in you know yeah and it's always nice when sort of the character interacts with certain points in the environment so then we try to build it up here so it no, it might be t- touching a mast or whatever it is, just to make it, make him feel part of the environment, basically. But which scenes were the hardest to produce? The most complicated ones. Yeah, we have the battle scenes and uh, the storm. The storm scene was really tricky to to make. Of course, we didn't. We hadn't done it that much in the past, but I think it turned out really good. Uh, the battle scenes where like one of the ships sort of shoots a fire th- uh, flamethrower like 120 meters and then destroys the other ship was really cool to make. It was hard, but because uh, it was because um, there was a lot of different elements, basically, that needed to fit together, like the fire needed to cast light on all the other FX elements, and there were like cannonballs coming in from the fort, and we wanted to see some destruction of the fort. There was a lot of uh, things that needed to happen together, and all the ships moving towards each other and uh, against the camera and stuff, so timing was also crucial there, so the animation team did a great job sort of blocking this out in previous and then FX taking over and then we changed a few things, of course. But yeah, it came out pretty cool. How, how does it feel? I mean, you, you must have a picture in your head of how you want it to be. And, and then when the shot is final and everything's there, does it look the same as you envisioned it? Yeah, but there's, uh, that's where, as I talked about, like the art direction, uh, you know, helps a lot. There we have a whole art department that sort of, makes a keyframe out of this. So then we start talking about how should the boat moves to make sure it, you know, we can see all of this that comes from the keyframe, but also in, in motion. So yeah, we relied heavily on that sort of initial style frames and then we just went with it and added detail after detail. 
Do you have a favorite scene from the trailer? Uh, that will be the scene. The favorite scene is, of course, the flamethrower breaking apart the other ship and then going past the camera. It's just a lot of action in the same picture, I would say. I mean, I yeah, I love that scene as well. But it's funny, like it, it's actually one of the first scenes that we see Sam when he's just the shot before we, before he looks into the window. It's just that close up when we see his eyes sort of just, you know, gaze over these, the nobleman that's sitting in there, just, you know, you know, gouging, like he's getting, you know, all the food and, you know, I think it's just something in his eyes and that we sort of captured. Yeah, the performance there is really good. Like that, he really shined through the actor there. I, I really think he came through, through the character and that's amazing to see. It's actually my favorite shot too. Is it? Both close up of his eyes. It's amazing. Society has rules. It decides where you belong and what you're worth. What was the greatest thing about working on this production? Well, for me, it was just the, the chance to tell a different story than we've done in the past. Like just the setting of it, the, the narrative, you know, of, of following this guy on his on his journey. And also, just, you know, all these locations that we get to do, you know, stormy seas and waking up on a beach and, and um, you know, all that stuff was it's really cool. It was fun. And I think like the whole team involved in this were so excited about this project because they could see what they could, you know, expand upon within their different departments. And you really felt that the whole team wanted to sort of make this the best thing that we have done so far. And that, uh, that is always amazing with you get a team feeling within within the project that everyone, you know, you know they would do their be- very best to create this awesome piece. So that was really fun to see. It's quite unusual uh, with so many different locations in a game trailer, isn't it? Well, it's always a bit expensive to do different locations, but this was crucial for, like, it's an adventure, right? So you want him to travel through all these different locations yeah. and to experience all of these different moments in his life. Going from like rags to riches and all that. Yeah, and obviously it's sort of very linked to the game itself, obviously. Um, where we want to sort of highlight some of those locations that they have, you know, that, that the gamers will end up playing. You know, that's always an important thing in these cinematics. I mean, it's not just a short film that stands on its own. It's it's accompanying a game, obviously, that's coming out. And yeah, so we have to be respectful of that. There were many great artists working on this project. How big was the team? The team was, you know, uh, the whole team is always pretty big, but I think like we had quite a lot of time this this time around. So we we had like the lighting team maybe consisted of four people, but you know then it went into smaller groups in in all departments basically because we had a bit of time within each department to really, yeah, spend time within each department. So we didn't have a, a huge amount of artists, but I think we were up to like seventy or eighty maybe in total, but. Yeah, it was in shorter periods. We never worked like more than like 20 or 30. Uh, when when you finish a production like this one, does it feel sad? I mean, to leave the characters and the story that, that you lived with for, for so long? Yeah, I, I guess it does feel a bit sad. But but it's also like, in my mind, it's always always going back and looking at, did we do everything that we that we wanted to? Could we have done it better? <laughs> Could we have done it better is a key word there. Because, you know, when you leave it, directly after you leave it, you you feel a bit, you know, nervous that you didn't fix all the things you wanted to. Like, could we have done something better? 
Uh, and then you have the, all the anxious period until you sort of release it as well. And then once it's released and you see that, you know, it was accepted by the, uh, the audience, then, then you can sort of let it go. Yeah. Win the crowd and you'll win your freedom. Yeah, absolutely. That's a key thing for me. Like it's a, you know, the stuff that we do doesn't live in a vacuum. I mean, it's for me, half the pleasure is seeing how it's going to be, re- you know, received. Did you gather together to, to watch the premiere? I think we were in different locations, yeah, but yeah. obviously we were in contact, you know, it's out, uh, everyone's yeah, exactly. talking about it. Because uh, it was released on July 7th, I remember that, because it's my mother's birthday, uh, where Ubisoft had this big sort of announcement uh, and they released it. So, yeah, that was cool. I had my kids looking at it as well. Yeah, obviously, I showed my kids everything. <laughs> Speaking of pirates, do you have a, a favorite pirate movie or, or game? That's a good question. I'm gonna go with the anime One Piece that was really good in the beginning and then it sort of diverted into something else maybe, but One Piece definitely. I can't say that I have a specific favorite. What, Pirates of the Caribbean, obviously. You may kill me, but you may never insult me. Who am I? I mean, yeah, it's good, good. Like, like you love a good pirate story, but yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's also, it was a sort of a benchmark in some of the VFX, if we're looking at VFX, you know, uh, yeah, the, sure. the sort of, the, the, I can't remember the name of the character, was it? David Jones. Jones, exactly. I cannot be summoned like some mongrel pup. But, yeah. My yeah. personal pirate favorite is actually a stop motion film. Peter Lord's The Pirates, an adventure about scientists mm. with Hugh Grant. Do you have a name, pirate captain? They call me the Pirate Captain. Haven't seen that one. Yeah. I've seen the Ardman, yeah. Or maybe, a, is it the Ardman? Yeah, well, it's Ardman animation stuff. Okay, then I probably have seen it. So, you have obviously moved on to new projects. Will you ever return to the pirate world, you think? There's always hope. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, I think there's more stories to tell. <laughs> <laughs> Many thanks for coming and chatting about this trailer. Great yeah, to have you here. Thank you. And Many thanks to you listening. Uh, until next time, goodbye. I'll be on to. Auf Wiederhören. Wir hörsch. <laughs>